How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Yes, sir. Matthew Collar back on The Lake Show. Happy to have Matthew back with the Open. And it's funny because Trish Tubbs tried to tell him right before he came on the airways, I got your Open to make him feel good. And he joins us now on the John Schuster Cole Baker well, I had Hotline. It. I had it. <sighs> What's up, Matthew? It does make me feel good. It does make me feel good. It's like receiving the opening kickoff and taking it 40 yards or something. Like you just start off on the right foot. Why don't you just take it to the house? Well, it depends on how good the questions are. <laughs> <laughs> you, how you been, though, man? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm enjoying uh, fall. It seems like there's actually been a fall this year, and uh, so it's been it's been pleasant. I spent my bye week just like cleaning the garage, watching college football. So I'm uh, I'm kind of re-energized here and ready for the second half of this thing. Hey, real quick, and this is um before we get into Vikings and Arizona Cardinals. I love your Twitter account. Clearly, you can follow him at Matthew Collar. But you retweeted Ian Rappaport uh, at Rap Sheet when. It was Broncos GM <laughs> talking about Nathaniel Hackett in terms of, quote, I support Nathaniel Hackett 100%. He's been in this for seven games as a head coach. The scrutiny he's faced is unprecedented. My goodness. Are we not allowed to criticize coaches when they look like they're garbage? Like, that's <laughs> when you retweeted that and you said, oh, yes, it's Nate Hackett who's the real victim here. That was spot on, bro. Like, I don't understand. What are we doing here? Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, I think all coaches ever who have underperformed expectations would call it very precedented. I mean, <laughs> you, 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 trade, you trade for a Hall of Fame quarterback and you trade your whole future and you sign the guy to a massive contract and you bring in this supposedly brilliant offensive mind who weirdly looks brilliant while working with Aaron Rodgers. I don't know if there's a connection or not. Maybe. maybe. And uh, then they fail spectacularly right out of the gate, like right from day one. Total disaster. Nate Hackett doesn't know what he's doing with his offensive scheme. Uh, Russell Wilson is struggling with it. His game management is a disaster and costs them a game. I mean, generally, I think that that does get you criticized in the most popular American sport of all time. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, it does. It's not unprecedented. And when I hear stuff like that, I think, you know what I think of? I think politics. I think like, oh, wow, George Payton's playing politics already, huh? Trying to make himself and make Nate Hackett the victim. Well, there's only one way to make it stop, pal. That's to win some football games. 
I mean, it's just, you know they're panicking when they start to go hyperbolic and start to blame everybody else. Like, yeah, yeah, when people pay millions of dollars out to, uh, you know, the quarterback, you do expect to win more than two out of seven. But feel free to change it. Yeah. No, I I just had to bring that up. All right, let's talk some some Vikings in in Arizona. Uh, Clearly the Vikings feeling good about themselves uh, to this particular point, not just based off of how they play, but more so just based on the record. And then watching what has happened with the Green Bay Packers here recently, you got to feel that much better about where your standing is in the division. So as you come out of the bye week, um, how do you think – the the offense should feel about their first or pre buy performance, knowing that they've done a, a pretty good job of trying to target and get the ball to Justin Jefferson. Um, that they've gotten uh, some inconsistency, but some some good games out of Dalvin Cook, some bad games as well. But all in all, it, it, it's almost like this this offense, although it's had its moments, man, they got a long ways to go. A lot of inconsistency out of. Um, the tight end position. What do you make of the offense through the first, what was it, um, six games of, this, of the season? Yeah, I think it's very important that Kevin O'Connell and possibly Kwesi Adafalmenta understand that this was not good enough to win anything, uh, the way that they played on offense. Um, you can't rank in the middle of the league with a defense like this. I mean, if they had the 2000 Ravens defense, then this would be a different story, but they do not. So with a mediocre defense to possibly even a bad defense as we go along and maybe some guys actually do get hurt uh, from time to time, they're going to have to overcome some stuff with their offense. And so far it's just been far too inconsistent, and the problems are pretty easy to diagnose. I mean, the interior of the offensive line is still a problem. I think there has to be some consideration to starting Chris Reed at right guard because Ed Ingram currently leads the league in pressures allowed. That just can't continue uh, because some of the teams that they're playing coming up have very good interior defensive lines, including Arizona, which could you know be a problem for them on, on Sunday. And so if, if that carries on with Ingram still struggling as much as he has, then they need to consider a change there. Uh, I think it's very clear that Adam Thielen and K.J. Osborne are not fitting the way that they expected them to fit. And one of those two players – you know, I would expect things to go up in the future, and that would be K.J. Osborne, but I don't know about Adam Thielen. Like, I, I don't know if there's ever going to be an extra burst from what there is, so there has to be maybe a role adjustment in what they're asking him to do to kind of lean into the possession receiver thing because uh, he's not really a downfield threat at this point. Irv Smith, they haven't really figured that out. You know, we talked about that early in the season. I said I, I think it's worth being patient but I've run out of patience now. So like, that has to, that has to improve. Like, and there's, and there's room for those things. And I also think too, they need to be way better running the football. I mean, at running, they're one of the most average mediocre teams in the league. And well, they have one of the most expensive running backs. And also like, this is a year to run the ball more. The Vikings are facing a ton of two high safeties. The opportunities are there. So there's a lot of adjustments that have to be made in order for them to continue to win. Because I think everyone would agree, including the Vikings, that they kind of got away with a lot of stuff in the first six games to be 5-1 and one right now. We're talking to Matthew Collar from Purple Insider here on the Lake Show on News Talk 830 WCCO. Give him a follow on Twitter at Matthew Collar. Hey, speaking of Adam Thielen, just for a second, um, I said going into the season that I was kind of weary of, of, of 
you know, the whole contract thing, like the the new money and all of that stuff. Man, how do you think this is going to shake out for Adam Thielen over the course of this year, maybe into next year? Because if I'm reading this correctly, that his dead cap number for next year looks pretty significant. So we're stuck with Adam Thielen for another year beyond this year, right? Unless they were able to to trade him in some way. I, I guess my question is, is, is what do you make of his his impact for this team or where he can be impactful for this team um, at his age based on his salary? Because i got to be honest with you, Matthew, and I said this even long before this season started, I think we're seeing the end of Adam Thielen. Like, the, the injuries are stacking up. Like, every week that we watch him play, I'm a little bit surprised he's making it through games. Yeah, I mean, I think that when you look at – all of the, uh, I guess we could call them like legacy players that they brought back at high prices, who's been worth it? Like, I have the utmost respect for a lot of these guys, Eric Hendricks, Harrison Smith, Adam Thielen, but have any of them been worth the cap hit? Dalvin Cook goes into this category as well. I mean, the answer is no. I mean, it's really like when we talked about, you know, actually competitive rebuild, which they did not do. They just went completely competitive for all of their moves. I mean, that was a major part of it. Like, okay, I understand that, you know, Adam Thielen is one of the great stories in Minnesota Vikings history. The Minnesota kid comes up through Mankato, you know the story, and then becomes a star and and sets Vikings records and things like that. That's great. But it's really about your future and what you're going to be and not what you were. And Adam Thielen is still, I think, an effective short yardage receiver who can get open, create some separation, and he's got great hands and all those things. But you mentioned it. I mean, every game he's limping. I mean, he seems to be banged up almost every single game. It's kind of the Xavier Rhodes thing where he gets up after a catch and he's hobbling off the field almost every single week, which is a product of age and the injuries that have built up over the years that the burst might not be there anymore. So if you were a team that was signing him, like say old Anquan Bolden or something to be, you know, a $5 million player to catch a handful of passes for you, that would be great. But they're paying him as if he's a superstar wide receiver and they're scheduled to pay him like a superstar receiver next year as well. And this is where I, I have long wondered, and this is, this is not based on any specific information. If, the owners of this team fall in love with players and want to make sure that those players are like Vikings for life or Vikings as long as they could possibly be. This is a team that is still presently paying a lot of cap space to Anthony Barr and Kyle Rudolph. Like, sound familiar? So this is actually one of the reasons why I think as we approach the trade deadline, there's a lot of reasons to go all in and make a big trade because the future is not super bright for a lot of these positions. And a lot of these guys are older and expensive. And also the receivers have not given you what you thought. And I think that's the reason they're getting connected to a lot of receivers here is that they just need other options outside of Justin Jefferson. When you say trade, what do you mean? Like in terms of like what excites you, what what gets the blood flowing? Well, I like the idea of trading for a proven veteran who's on a bad team like Brandon Cooks in Houston. I don't know why they extended him when they were going to be terrible this year. Uh, Maybe they thought they weren't going to be, but um, that's a guy who has played in the Rams system before and had success. Uh, Long-time deep threat veteran player who'd be able to step in here. I don't really love the idea of Chase Claypool. I think he's been an immature player in Pittsburgh, and 
you know, it's one of those things If Pittsburgh doesn't like a player, I kind of scratch my head. Like if they're going to let somebody go or trade them away, you think there's probably a reason for that. Yep. Um, but, you know, those options are out there to try to trade for maybe somebody a little younger who you could re-sign. I, I, I don't love that idea. I do think, though, that if they beat the Arizona Cardinals and they're 6-1, and one, they will be the same record last year as the Los Angeles Rams at 6-1 and one when they traded for Von Miller. So there has to be some consideration there to going all in because the future prospects of this team at this moment with an old quarterback, old, old stars at a lot of positions, they don't have some bevy of draft capital either. I mean, they, they have to be considering making the big trade and, and taking the big swing, especially with the way the NFC looks, which is just very unimpressive or injured or whatever other things are happening to pretty much every NFC team. Matthew, what, what do you make in, in the final couple of minutes that we have how what is your view on the Arizona Cardinals? Because I don't know what to make of them. Um, they clearly are underachieving this year. Kyler Murray got new money. I get it that DeAndre Hopkins missed games and he just returned to the team. But overall, what's your what's your perspective or view on them? Yeah, I think that they blew it when it came to Kyler Murray's rookie contract. They were not able to take advantage of building around his rookie contract, and things are not going to get easier from here. Uh, I think they have one of the worst coaches in the entire NFL in Cliff Kingsbury um, and and a player in Kyler Murray that they haven't really been able to reach in a way that he takes ownership of the franchise the way that, say, like a Joe Burrow does in Cincinnati, right? He's always seemed like his own independent contractor and not like a franchise quarterback, which, you know, happens, <laughs> Kirk Cousins, it does happen. But, uh, you know, I mean, so you've never really felt like there's that full buy-in and there's a disconnect between Murray and his franchise and his coach. However, when he has DeAndre Hopkins out there, he is a different human being. And so I'm not shocked that he was bad to start the season without Hopkins, and it wouldn't shock me either if all of a sudden Arizona's passing game got going and they won some games. I think they're a little bit better than their record in the same way the Vikings are a little worse than their record, and these two teams are actually pretty darn even. Hmm, that's interesting. Hey, give them a follow on Twitter, at Matthew Collar, uh, but more importantly, give, uh, give them a shot with the purpleinsider.com. Oh, real quickly, prediction, who you like? I think the Vikings win, but, uh, I mean, is anybody going to say the Vikings blow anyone out at this point? No. God, it's got to be close, right? Yeah, it's got to be close. No, I'm with you. No, I'm with you. Hey, man, great stuff as always, Matthew. We'll talk to you next week. Sounds good. Thanks, Henry. All right, take care. That's Matthew Collar joining us here on the the John Schuster Goldbanker Hotline. Wow, he called Cliff Kingsbury one of the worst coaches in the league. You know what? It's probably right. Uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll get to a scoreboard next year on the Lake Show. All right, thanks again to Matthew Collar for being on the show, talking some football with us here on the Lake Show. Uh, maybe you're right. No, it's actually this week. They're they're biased this week. Okay, so 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 he's out. That's, that's what I'm saying. I benefit from yeah. that. We were talking some fancy football um, in the in the commercial break, and I'm one of those owners that has Mike Williams, and he went down with the high ankle sprain. They have a buy this week, which means that I reap the benefits of the buy because. I wasn't going to be able to play him anyway with a high ankle sprain, and mm-hmm. so they don't have a week. I mean, they don't have a game this Yeah, week. and that's perfect because you said that you picked up Tyler Boyd. Well, now we know that Jamar Chase is going to be out four to six weeks with a hip lucked injury. Lucked into that. Yeah, you, you lucked into it. 
but I, I knew that either they had to buy or it was coming up because I, you know, they, they've been resting Keenan Allen, and one of the reasons why they were resting Keenan Allen is because they were going to make sure that he was going to be healthy post get to the buy, yeah, get to the buy. But alas, uh, here we are. So, yeah, sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. It is, and uh, some of these. And speaking of games, let's get to what's currently going on right now with the scoreboard. All right. Oop, got to go back and uh, <laughs> I got I got two things going on. You at got once too much music going, man. I do. I didn't even want to. I didn't even want to stop that one. There we go. All right. So speaking of good, you've got the four and three Ravens and the three and four Buccaneers. Neither one of these teams are what you would call world beaters, right? Yeah, they're now. not juggernauts. They are not juggernauts, but a something's got to give. But uh, stop me if you've heard this story before, Henry. Justin Tucker with a field goal. Heard it before. Okay. Apparently, that's a thing. And the Ravens leading the Buccaneers three to nothing with uh, just about ten minutes left to go in the first quarter. Right there, Lamar Jackson. Uh, I think. Uh, Baltimore had like a first down and goal, and they could not get the ball into the end zone because mm. uh, they had the ball, I think, down to the four yard line, and uh, unfortunately could uh, could not get it into Couldn't the end take zone. Advantage. They could not take advantage. Uh, Lamar Jackson, twenty nine yards so far. Mark Andrews, two catches for twenty seven yards. Let's go to the ice right now. All the Wild needed to do is get the hell out of the states. That's what they needed to do. I mean, if I'm Minnesota, they keep the wild north of the border right now because they are pouring it on the Senators. Hold on. Wild fans don't want to hear that. Oh, are you kidding? It's 3-1. to one. The dreaded two-goal lead for the wild. Nine and a half minutes left to go in the second period. But the wild looking good right now, out shooting the Sens. And, you know, hey, you're up 3-1 to one in the second period. And uh, Zuccarello, Hartman, and Capril uh, Kaprizov. Uh, Kirill Kaprizov, rather, not Kapril. Kirill Kaprizov. Kirill, dollar, dollar bill, yep, y'all. Yep, Kaprizov with his fifth and uh, Matsukarello his fifth as well. Uh, elsewhere, you got the Bruins shutting out the Red Wings 2 to nothing. Canadians and Sabres tied at 1. Uh, the Flyers doubling up the Panthers 4-2. to two. Blues shutting out the Predators 1-0. Uh, later on tonight, the Oilers and the Blackhawks, Capitals and the Stars. The winless Vancouver Canucks, they are 0-5-2 on the year. They travel to Seattle. Take on the Kraken. It's the Jets and the the uh, Kings, Maple Leafs, and the Sharks. Let's get to the NBA. The Wolves are off. They've got a big game with the Lake Show tomorrow. The Lake Show, baby. And uh, unfortunately, your Lakers are going to come in with a zero in the win column. Yeah, I don't like that. So uh, LeBron, AD, Pat Bev, maybe Russ. I don't know. We'll have to we'll have to wait and see. Uh, the uh, Pat na- Bev is back to being trash, by the way. Yeah, now that he plays for. Oh, he's not, not been good. Okay. I'll yeah. I'll take him trash for somebody else. The Nets up on the Mavericks, fifty-one to forty-three. KD ten in that game. Uh, Luca thirteen for the Mavs. How about this? Two minutes left to go in the first quarter. OKC the Thunder were doubling up the Clippers. It's now a thirty to eighteen game with uh, two minutes left to go in the first quarter. I'm a little shocked the Thunder right now up early on the Clippers. Later on the Heat. Let me say this real quick. Yes. A lot of people predict that the Clippers are going to win the, the NBA championship. Mm-hmm. It's not happening. No, no. I think people, just, you know, thinking they're going to get a healthy Kawhi back and yeah, Paul George. Nope, nope, not happening. Okay, so I can still plan the parade then, right down here. That uh, I just say we win it. Oh, well, I thought that's what I. That's not what I said. Oh, well, that's what I heard. I said the Clippers aren't winning it. Yeah, but I mean, somebody's got to win it. Why can't it be us? Mm, could be a, the team that won last year. Could huh? be. 
I didn't even know who that was. Mm. I forgot about that. I'm Golden just State? Uh, I'm not even – I don't live in the past, Henry. Oh, I'm living okay. in the now. I got you. I'm living in the now. I got you. The uh, Heat, the Warriors coming up later on tonight along with the uh, Grizzlies and the Kings. And uh, what do we got college football-wise? Uh, 24th-ranked NC State and Vatek. Uh, they are nothing-nothing. And Utah, I believe this is what they would call uh, Pac-12 after dark. Uh, the Utah Utes and Washington State, uh, they are playing at uh, 9 o'clock tonight. By the way, the Oregon Ducks, my uh, my wife's cousin is an offensive coach for uh, for them. Okay. And uh, I actually sat down and watched their games. Whoo, man, I'm jumping on that duck bandwagon. The Ducks have always been good offensively. I, I, well, I, I know, but I mean, you know, Bo Nix, the uh, transfer, I think, from Auburn. Auburn, yep. I mean, he looked he looked fantastic. I was watching, and I was like, okay. You know, I, I, what do you say? I see you. But I saw my wife's cousin and, uh, Oh, we got a touchdown in Tampa. Do we? Like Leonard Fournette, one yard touchdown. Hey, Buccaneers <laughs> now lead seven to three. See, and instantly I'm like looking around at the TV, but then I realize we can't have it on TV. Amazon we, Prime, baby. I know. I could watch it on my phone, but yeah. I'd love to be able to cast it to one of these, but I mean, I think these are the old, uh, Black and white with the rabbit ear TVs that we have here. Oh, boy. That's not good. Well, at least they work. All right, it's going to wrap up the scoreboard coming up next. Take a look at the weather, and then we go around the NFL. That's next year on The Lake Show. All right, it's time. We do it every week. We could actually do it a couple of times a week because I love it so much. Let's go around the NFL. But I wasn't sure where you were going. I had the N and the F, but I wasn't sure what the. Uh, I mean, there's the a lot of was. things I like to do a couple times a week. <laughs> hey, you know, you know what? what I mean? No, I I don't actually. That's it. We'll you, leave it. We'll leave it to their imagination. Okay. Wow. We'll pay off that tease. So, what's your reaction? Because I know Matthew Collar touched on it a little bit. What's your reaction when I tell you that teams are calling about Alexander Madison and the Vikings have also been linked, as he said to Brandon Cook from the Texans? Um, I like Alexander Madison, unless you're going to get something of significance that can really help you shore up your team for a run this year. I'm going to keep him. Secondly, Brandon Cooks, no. I like Brandon Cooks as a football player. Have y'all seen his his salary? What it's going to be? No. I'm good. Okay. You have to... You know who's getting the bag next year? Or this next offseason? JJ is getting the bag. You don't have money to go ahead and give Brandon Cooks what... Um, his dead cap or cap it for next year. His 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 cap it for next year is twenty six million. Oh, Brandon Cooks. Yeah. Oh, see, I know, I had no idea. I just like the name. His salary for next year is eighteen million dollars hmm. base salary. Eighteen, and then in twenty twenty four, it's thirteen. His dead cap at the end of this year is. $43.5 million. Like, no, I, no, I'm out on Brandon Cooks. Okay. I just saw the name, and if you can make it work, 
Absolutely. I'd love Brandon Cooks. I would love Brandon Cooks on this football, especially after You just like Brandon Cooks because he plays with Texas. Uh, yeah. Let's go for the H. <laughs> I mean, Brandon Cooks is why, you know, is why the Astros are favored in the World Series. I mean, you know, let's, let's call it what it is. Okay, so it was, shall we say, an awful performance by the Patriots on Monday night. But after they looked so bad against Chicago, do you feel bad for the New York Jets? Because sometimes the Patriots, Bill Belichick, he seems to be a little vindictive at times. Do you feel like he's just going to pour it on the Jets this week? Nobody should feel bad for the Jets because the Jets are actually playing better football. I mean, if you say, do I feel bad for the Jets? I feel bad that they lost Brees Hall. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel bad about that, but I don't feel bad for the Jets at all. But, like, I mean, Bill Belichick, I mean. That's a toss-up, though. Bill Belichick, he, he's not what he used to be. He's beatable. So does like, this, like, does, like, do you feel bad for Bill that he got crushed at home by the Bears? The Bears. No, but but we know that he's going to try and prove a point. Yeah. Like, this weekend. I mean, if they're up, like, 28-3 to three or something, you know, it just that's the first score that comes Proving up. a point with Mac Jones is different than proving yeah. a point with Tom Brady. Okay. Let me ask you that. Do you think that they could? If if they were up, do you feel like New England has the talent that they could boat race somebody if they wanted to? Not really. I don't think they I don't think they've got the talent. I don't think that I don't think that New England is capable of putting the beat down in the punishment that they used to be able to put okay. on teams. Not fair. right now. They ha- they have to build their their talent pool up again. Okay. That's fair. Okay, so we talk about how the Vikings are maybe overachieving a little bit. You got the Giants that are six and one. You got Seattle four and three. That's a late afternoon game on Sunday. Will the winner of this game ultimately be a factor in the NFC? I mean, they could very well both make the playoffs, but either one of those two teams could make some noise. Um, could yes. I'm going to go ahead and say yes. But I'm not saying yes because I believe in Seattle. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying yes because I believe in the Giants. I'm saying yes because I just think there's so much damn parity in the National Football League right now. But yeah, anybody's got a shot, really, to be honest with you. Yeah. I feel once the Eagles get beaten, they suffer their first loss. I feel like people are going to feel there's more parity. But until that happens, they just think that there's going to be this... Philadelphia's head and shoulders above everybody else. I mean, even, even Dallas, just like right below now that they've got Dak back. Okay, if the Bills, and, and we've had fun with the Packers, and we'll probably move you know headlines to next hour because I still got a few questions here. If the Bills beat the Packers this weekend, do we start to hear about a rebuild in Green Bay? Like, does that become serious chatter, not just us kind of having some fun with it? Um, yeah, I think that we start. I, I think that we're already starting to hear rebuild okay. in, in Green, Green Bay. Now, you know what I would do if I was Green Bay right now? Trade Aaron Rodgers? No, I would trade Jordan Love. If you could, if there's a team out there that's looking for a young quarterback that that likes his talent, because mm-hmm. I actually think that Jordan talent, uh, Jordan Love's got some talent. I'm not saying he's ever going to be Aaron Rodgers, but get something for him right now. But what could you get for an unproven young quarterback, though? I don't think the asking price is going to be... It's not going to be high, but Aaron Rodgers is going to be there for a while. I mean... Like, you wasted a first-round pick already. Just go ahead and acknowledge mm -hmm. that you wasted it. I'm not saying that you'll be able to uh, recoup your Mm first-round pick because you're not. You're not going to be able to get second. You're not going to be able to third. Trade a fourth-round... Trade him for a fourth-rounder. 
I don't even know if you could get a fourth rounder for him. Oh, I think you could. You think so? Well, what did the, what did the Patriots get for Jimmy Jimmy G? Oh, but I mean, Jimmy G had a little bit of a track. His record. sample size is small, though. Yeah, I, I mean, but you know, Jimmy G had a little something there. I don't know what you could get for Jordan Love, even if you know, even if they wanted to. And at this point, if you feel like you're going to be rebuilding, I mean, just hold on to him. You know, I don't even know what his his rookie contract situation is. What kind of? Well, well you oh, go ahead. You got to figure out if you're going to um, give him another year, right? If that's to deal up, with. They're going to pick up that option. The same. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like. Because if you don't, you're essentially saying, no, you're going to be a free agent. Yeah, and you are you signed a guy and you played him a handful of snaps over five years. Hey, what kind of game do you expect uh, Christian McCaffrey to have this week versus the LA Rams? 49ers picked him up last week, but it was kind of later in the week. He had a handful of plays, looked okay. I expect him to be the, eh, maybe not the bell cow, but he should get about 65% of the snaps. What kind of game do you expect him to have this week against the Rams? Hmm. I think he's going to have the typical Christian McCaffrey game. I think that Christian McCaffrey running wise, uh, I say that he goes for 70 because I think the Rams are going to be fired up for this Mm -hmm. game. And I think receiving wise, he's going to give you 50. So let's go 75, 50, 125 total yards um, between both and a touch and a touch. Okay. And, and, And let me say this about Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey's not the piece that's going to win them a championship. I don't. I don't think that. I don't think that. I know that they traded for him, and they think he's like. So this won't make a difference nope, this year. Nope. Nope. Not at all. Nope, okay. Not at all. Wow. I'm just wondering because we're starting to hear more chatter about trades too. We saw Robert Quinn, you know, traded from the Bears four, to four. Philadelphia. Yeah. You got Christian McCaffrey that got dealt, and it's just I don't remember seeing this much activity or this much kind of chatter about the trade deadline. I'm. I'm very curious. Kind of what we're going to see. To finish it up, I want to go back to that Rams-Niners game. Is the winner of this game the favorite in the NFC West? Rams are 3-3. Three and three, 49ers are 3-4. and four. I think they're both still pretty good teams. But is the winner of this the favorite in the NFC West? In the NFC West? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. In the NFC West. If you were saying NFC, I was going to say it's still Philadelphia. Y- NFC yeah, yeah. West? Yes. Okay. The winner of this game is the favorite. Okay, yeah, I, I put NFC, but I mean, obviously, they'd have to be NFC West because you yep. got, yeah. So there we go. I mean, you got, I think the NFC East, if Dallas starts to get it rolling with Dak, they could be a problem for people. Yeah, no, uh, for sure. I think, you know, I think they instantly become the second best team in that division and maybe even overtake Philly. All right, it's going to wrap up around the NFL, but don't go anywhere. We got headlines. That's next year on The Lake Show. All right, it's that point in the show where we get into headlines. Christopher Tubbs going to roll out some headlines, and he gets my reaction here on the Lake Show. All right, let's get to it, H. Lake. It's a sad story. Two days after a widespread alert was sent out across the Twin Cities, warning of a homicide suspect being on the loose, the Roseville Police Department has announced charges for the 17-year-old suspect. The suspect was accused of killing his grandmother with a knife and a baseball bat has since been charged with second-degree murder and two counts of first-degree assault, according to the criminal complaint. The complaint also notes that the suspect's sister told police he went crazy attacking the family with a baseball bat. Police say they arrived at the home to a bloody scene and found 88-year-old Patricia Maslow lying in a hospital bed in a hospital bed in a rear bedroom covered in blood. 
Maslow reportedly had several puncture wounds to her neck in what police described as a multi-tool with a knife blade open, openly lying in her chest. After the arrest, the suspect reportedly told detectives he felt like he was going crazy and felt like, quote, he was being someone else. It's a terrible tragedy. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just hate seeing these type of stories. But this is, let me say this right now, because I know this is a terrible um, story here that we're talking about. I hate that this was politicized a couple of days ago by Scott Jensen. Um, we can sit here and we can talk about Governor Tim Walls, good things he did, bad things he did. What did this have to do with Governor Walls? Walls failed. Nothing. Walls is a 17-year-old goes after their grandmother? That's on the governor? Like, we got we to gotta calm mm-hmm. down and we got to relax. We got to think some things through. Like, don't don't go there. I don't I don't care who the president is right now. I don't care who the governor is right now. I'm not going to blame this. Like, there's ones where you could look at and be like, okay, this is out of control. How was this preventable? Maybe if he gets the mental health help that he needs. But this has got nothing to do with Tim Walls. Like, nothing. Nothing at all. This was just very, very sad, like you say. I mean, we shouldn't politicize every single story because we think it's going to make for we're going to be able to turn it into votes. No, so like that just come on. We got to stop. That. Yeah, it, it's I mean, but this just, is a despicable. I mean, this guy he killed his grandma. I know. And you, you hear and she had that in her chest. Just oh, my it. gosh. It's, it, it's just it's very disturbing to even think about. Hey, uh, we'll go down to an entertainment story here. It's kind of fun. Matthew Perry is now saying he misspoke in his new memoir. There was backlash after Outlet shared an excerpt from his forthcoming memoir, Friends, Lovers, and the Big Terrible Thing, which Perry talks about 1993 death of his friend and actor River Phoenix and references another actor, Keanu Reeves. River was a beautiful man inside and out, too beautiful for this world, it turned out. It always seemed to be the really talented ones who go down, Perry wrote. Why is that the original thinkers like River Phoenix and Heath Ledger die, but Keanu Reeves still walks among us? Now, Perry is now apologizing. He said he's actually a big fan of Keanu. He said he just chose a random name. My mistake. He said, I apologize. I should have used my own name instead. Uh, I'm sorry, man. I, I, I have. I don't like this at all. Matthew Perry, that's a sucker move. You disrespect to Keanu Reeves, and, and we all love Keanu Reeves. Terrible. All right, it's going to wrap up headlines. Coming up next, let's talk some NBA basketball with Double T, Trent Tucker, next on The Lake Show. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color, starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona. As well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in, these deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562 314 4603 for details.